So, any new anime anyone's watching, I need to catch up on My Hero Academia because I'm like four or five episodes behind. Hmm. Actually, no, that's not true. I watched a whole I watched a whole bunch last week. Okay, so so you just barely scraping season four. No, I, I've been I've I, I was up I was up to date with season four, then I stopped watching for like three weeks because I don't care about backstory. What? Sometimes, sometimes if it just if it yeah, feels really derivative. Shit. Oh, I've never. So it looks like an Arizona tea can, and it's a pretty <laughs> standard photo of Bob Marley. Right. So it looks very familiar, but I've never seen that in a day in my life. It probably got discontinued real early. It's probably good, I guess. Oh, I'm sure the the, the Bob Marley stage shut yeah. that shit down really quickly. Immediately. Immediately. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> back, um, but I'll say, like, the couple uh, episodes back, I'll say, even though it was a little more so heavily Kirishima um, focused. focused and it was, oh, I'm at the point where it's, like, all Sun Eater focus. Oh. Oh. So, like, they're in the middle of the raid. I was like, okay. I don't care about Son either. Damn. Great value, Sasuke. <laughs> God, he, okay, I, I kind of grew on uh, Son either. Like, he, he, like, he had that little timid, like, eh. No, it, 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 it just... It, it gets old. Sure. Yeah, and, it, it and gets, that's, that's the problem. It, it, it got... It wore really thin. I was like, okay. Mm. Then, like, I've, I've seen Kirishima have, like, his two breakout moments. Then, now you're seeing Mirio. I'm not going to spoil out... Uh, for Familio's um, grand exit or grand fight. <laughs> decline. De- no, that decline. No, he, no, like you said, he pretty much batman it up. Because after that happened, when it happened, he still was like clapping niggas' folk, like faces in. Until after the fact, when. Yo, the next- oh, yeah, that's right. He does kind of basically become badass normal trope. Exactly. So, like, he's literally now normal type in Pokemon. First, he. First, first, like, first he was dragon type with his quirk. Now he's back to normal type. Like, oh, you don't get this work with his hands. And I was like, oh. So. Like a quirk, you'll get this work. <laughs> Literally that. That's going to that's gonna be I mean, because ultimately, I mean, <laughs> when you look at his, any type he uses quirk, he doesn't necessarily use it so much in combat so much. It's yeah. where a lot of where he builds up everything else is not necessarily dependent on his quirk. Like, Bakugo, who's... If you took away his quirk... He, he's literally nothing. He, where's his fighting style at? Yeah, true, because it allows him to, like, fly up to the air and stuff like that, or, like, you know, it allows him to fly up to the air, or, like, he kind of uses it as, like, a projectile attack and all that good stuff, so... want to be X-Burner from uh, Hitman with a Born Head. Oh, man. Forget <laughs> <laughs> about that. All right. So, if, if so we've been kind of going on, I guess we didn't even do an intro, and it's, like, maybe... But that's okay. I mean, people know where they're getting into when they they they've all, they went ahead and downloaded this episode, and they should already know what they're getting into. Exactly. Y'all know who we are. Yeah, the good, the, good, the bad, all, and the nami. All, all, all four people who listen to the show. Oh. <laughs> well, it's more than four. Oh. And we, but we thank each and every one of you, the four who do. Diligent. Shout out to everybody listening to our very ugly ass voices. Oh. All of those in, in uh, Mozambique and Iran who. You know, we can only see a percentage, but we know they're out there. Assalamu <laughs> <laughs> alaikum, you guys. Yeah. The, the, next, the next market we're going out to is uh, Lesotho. Lesotho in South Africa. <laughs> I can't use that. <laughs> <laughs> Bombay, y'all. Oh, 
So what else? What else are we watching? So, um, you say you were just finished. You just finished with season two. I'm actually coming towards the end of season two of of, of Food Wars, basically, and pretty much got to jump over to Crunchyroll to watch the rest of Food Wars. Uh, oh, mm, I don't know. I'm you I'm already okay with the idea of jumping from dub to sub because I do that anyways. It's whatever. Because like that's kind of what I was doing with Bleach, <laughs> like with my uh, personal crusade of Bleach, basically. So yeah, if the if the if the voice tone of the of the dubbed actors and the original voice actors are similar, it's not too jarring of effect. Um, I think I, I did that when I was watching. Um, uh, slime reincarnated as a slime, mm. where the voice acting was the tone and voices were very similar. So it wasn't like watching um, Dragon Ball Z. The voice actors in Dragon Ball Z are very different if you watch it dubbed or subbed. Depending, because I feel like this. Um, I can tolerate majority of the dub and sub cast, but. Well, no, let me let me let me give it, let me, let me okay. give it a better example. The Hunter Hunter dub Ooh. is mm. such a stark contrast to the actual original voice acting. Yeah, very much. And just terms of, of, of voice quality, that I can't watch the dub. I I just can't. So I think that's a better example than Dragon Ball Z. Okay, because like no, I'm saying like this, like. Majority of everybody in Dragon Ball Z, well, Funimation dub. Thank I should, you. I should say. Gotta be clear. <laughs> there is a Canadian dub that still uses a uh, uh, majority of the older uh, uh, guys that have like very horrible voices. Rest in peace, Ocean dub. Man, <laughs> Krillin's voice, Krillin's Ocean dub voice, man. Like, oh man, guys, we gotta get out of here. Or Piccolo being massively gruff for no fucking reason. Well, well, I kind of pitched. Well, Scott Piccolo. McNeil, I actually like him. Like he's actually okay. I'm so used to his voice as nothing. Because <laughs> you know Scott McNeil being the voice of Piccolo, Duo Maxwell, Rat Trap in uh, Transformers. Uh, uh, hell, uh, Hohenheim in Fullmetal Alchemist. No. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I'm saying like the range. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he actually is a decent. Uh, oh yeah, Koga in um in Riyasha. Like, okay. Like I'm used to his voice, but it's like when you have that transition from like Krillin's Japanese voice to Krillin's uh Funimation dub voice, it makes sense to a degree, really. Especially since, um, if you also know about um, Krillin's Japanese voice being the voice of uh, Luffy in yeah. um, One Piece. Okay. Like, but, you know, the transition from Goku is, yeah. is a, yeah. oof, yeah. that's a reach. Because yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're, you're not a fan Shemmel. of uh, Sean Schemmel? Like, no. Okay, I, I say it like this. Like... No offense to Masako Nozawa, I, she's awesome. Iconic. And she's <laughs> iconic because she's pretty much voiced Goku, Goten, Gohan. For 30 years. Yeah, change. for pretty much 30 years. And she's, uh, and like, you know, she's awesome, but that but that's all the padding that I'm going to give. 
Like, honestly, it's like when you're like when you're used to Goku sounding, you know, manly, like I'm going to protect the world. Which and then not, which not his character at all. I mean, Thanks. yeah, but you know, you <laughs> you're so used to hearing him having like kind of like a manly voice like, that when you that. jump to the Japanese and he sounds like a kid like so this is Vegeta. I'm like, where are your balls, my nigga? It makes sense for Goten. It makes sense for Gohan to a degree because, you know, teenager. And puberty. Right. <laughs> so it makes sense those instances. But for Goku, it's like, no. It works in Dragon Ball, but not in Dragon Ball Z. Right. Like, it, yeah, it definitely works for Kid Goku. Yes. In which... I'll also say this. Um, I actually miss Stephanie Natalie as Kid Goku. She had she was basically the voice of Kid Goku and Kid Gohan before they recasted her, and it was uh for the Funimation ended up recasting her, and it was uh ooh, it's the one who's who's currently voicing Gohan now. So Colleen, uh, Co- yeah, so Colleen Clinkingbeard. So. So Erza from Fairy Tale. Yeah, I think it's oh. her. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but yeah, it's like you hear that jump, and it's like, like you notice the kid, uh, the kid qualities for Stephanie Natalie as Goku. Well, Kid Goku and Kid Gohan. Right. But Colin Clinkenbeard, you hear that, and it's like you sound way too much like Luffy. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm not that, trust me, I'm not a snob. I'm not a sub-dub snob. I, as long as I can be able to watch my anime and enjoy it, I'm great. I'm good. Gucci. But it's like, mm, so, so, some voice actors and some casting is like, your knowledge may vary. Exactly. Like, especially, I'm, I'm actually like low-key like uh, watching you hobby show. Like the actual dub and it's like from Genkai, from literally Genkai to Frieza. It's like yeah. hard to not get that comparison. Like even though Genkai is a full a full good guy, you can't not like get that voice out that's your head. Oh, like, Linda like, Young. She Linda Young is actually pretty good, but it's like I've actually come to understand like, you know, I like uh, like between Linda Young, Yusei Nakao, the Japanese version of Frieza, like they both have like their different ranges and oh, then yeah. also um it's not Chris Ayers. Yeah. It's Greg Ayers. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I know Chris Ayers was the voice for... It's uh, one of the Ayers brothers. I think it was Chris, though. Yeah. Like, it's one of the Ayers brothers where, like, they both... Like, they all three of them have, like, their own interpretations of how they bring Frieza to the table. Cause, like... Because that, that Super Movie had me dying. Bro, then look, your father was killed by your energy boss. <laughs> yes! <laughs> It's like, I'm kind of interested of how Ryusei Nakao actually uh, has his take on it. Because, you know, he has the co- he has the condescending notion, but he can turn it to menacing to, at a drop of a hat. It, it was like that. I mean, his version was like that. It was more so, uh, he, like, he wasn't hamming up like Chris Ayers, but it had, right. that, level, <laughs> it had that level of snob, like, because he's also the voice of Smoker from One Piece. Not, not Smoker, um, she's the Clown. From uh One Piece, so, Buggy. Nah, not Buggy. Uh, Smoke. Uh, um, I forgot. I just said his name. Um, ah, uh, shit. He's the clown. He's like he's he's, he's, more, he's a time skip villain. Um, mm. 
So it like pretty much like makes the Can I catch up on my one piece? Yeah, that that's like a whole new world. Uh, I think I was like second to the Dress Rosa arc with Don Flamingo. So uh, Punk Hazard, basically. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> But it's like like it's like going back to what I was saying, like you have Ryu Say Nakao, you have Greg Ayers, and then you also have Linda Young who just brings that whole full on I'll destroy everything. Every one of us is not gonna live alive. Like, it's, like, each one of them has, like, their own interpretations of how they did Frieza, which is great. Yeah. And, you know, like, hell, even to a degree, like, you know, uh, uh, ooh, Ryo Horikawa, um, Ryo Horikawa and, uh, uh, Christopher Sabat, and I'm forgetting the ocean dub for, uh, for, uh, Vegeta. Mm. Brian something. I mean, did you really forget that your brain just kind of like Google Chrome and just said like, nope, we're going to um, delete this from your memory. No, <laughs> no, because like they brought him back in Super. Um, It was the episode, it was like the little episode where like they had like the clone Vegeta and for, uh, for the Funimation dub, they actually brought back the ocean dub of Vegeta. I don't know why, but uh, I mean, I guess I guess it's like a little uh, like it's like a mini callback. Yeah, it's kind of cool because like you even hear him scream out "Gallant Gun" too. So no. his memory's broken. So let's. I'm going to think once I'm listening. I heard my memory just shattered, but it happened. I was like, "Oh god!" And I saw something on Facebook that was problematic, and so kept, kept scrolling. Yeah. yeah, but um, yeah. Back to what you uh, what uh, Anthony was saying. Um, things I mainly just been doing. Finished up. Fin- I finished up uh, Food Wars um, season two. Um, currently, uh, like I'm current with my Hero Academia. Um, I'm finished with Dr. Stone. I gave up on that. It's really good. I never never said it was bad. I just said I, <laughs> I gave up on it. I don't know. I think I, I think I have an issue with just serialized content in general. Mm. So it can be good, but I just maybe we're just in the age of binging everything that I think that's what I'm doing with, with my academia. It's like I don't want to sit and wait a full six days for the next episode. All right, I see. So I'll just I'll come back in a few weeks and just watch them in, in bulk. Doctor Stone was just one of those things where I just there was a few of them. So like Doctor Stone, Radiant, mm-hmm. um, what's the one that that same guy who did uh, Soul Eater about the Fire, Fire Force? Fire Force. Fire Force. I didn't want. To, I was thinking Fire. I was like, that's not right. But Fire Force just sounds. It doesn't sound right when you say it, which means it's probably has a much better name in Japanese. It probably is because I'm like the Kimetsu no Yaiba versus Demon Slayer argument, and let's find out if it has if it's the same name. But I, ultimately, like Doctor Stone, I was like, okay, I get it. I like, I want to see where these characters progress. So it's like I just don't have the energy to invest in it weekly. Um, <laughs> I think I watched all of the first season, maybe the first couple of episodes of uh, season two with Radiant. Um, and again, it's good. It reminds me a lot of the first couple of seasons of One Piece. Hmm. 
or actually no, what's a better example? Uh, Maji. It reminds me just in style and tone. Yeah. It reminds me of that it's it's completely different story. It's more like um, story wise, it's more like Black Clover than anything else. Okay. Mm. <laughs> okay. Um, with a little bit of um, Full Metal Alchemist. Okay, that makes sense. Um, but with Fire Force, it's like okay, I, it's one of the things where Fire Force is one of the things where I'm just gonna get a bunch of episodes and spend a Saturday sitting down and watching them. While I'm just relaxing, you know, mm, makes sense. I feel like because, like, I remember in the past couple episodes, I was saying I was watching um, Common Rider Zero One. I actually kind of ended up dropping it to like you know, watch some of the stuff that we were covering, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty much gonna pick that back up. Like, um, actually, once I'm like done with uh, once I'm like fully done with Food Wars, because the same here with Zero One, so like, I totally um, dropped off after 10. Not well. Not only that, but like I haven't even watched. Uh, I haven't even touched View Soldier. Me neither. And I know View Soldier is good, so it's like. Oh. I mean, my only thing about View Soldier is just the fact that uh, dinosaurs. Well, uh, for the umpteenth time, dinosaurs. But dinosaurs are cool. For the fourth time. Yeah, but it's like okay, you already have. I mean, you, you you have to think about it in terms of what. Because you have to realize, and this is a conversation I had on Instagram about Power Rangers in general, and I guess this will cross over Super Sentai, is that as full-ass adults, grown adults, the show's not for us. Well, yeah. It's I not for us. Well, and, but then again, with Super Sentai, it's straight up all, it's ta- it's straight up a family show. Right. So like, yeah, they, yeah. Which means it's for kids. Yeah. It's for well, kids. It's, it, they're made to sell toys. It's like all the cartoons from the 80s. They were nothing else but commercials for, for toys. Super Sentai is no different. A little more mature, but still. But yeah, they don't have no qualms about showing kids getting killed. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, true. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, like I get it, but it's also one of those things like you know, switch the gimmick up a little bit. Well, because like, well, kids like dinosaurs and cars. Now, if I think they need to get rid of the whole. You know, gender aspect of, of, of who actually is involved with with Sentai toys and make it more mass appealing, regardless of gender. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They kind of did that with uh, Kid Angel. Yeah. Yeah. The new ones came. Yeah. Because they were all constellations. Didn't matter what cup. Well, not only Kid Angel, but also um, Tokyo. I mean, granted, executely it was executed badly, but still. I like I mean, Tokyo. Because I like, thought it was cute because of the color change gimmick. Like pretty much anyone could be red. Yeah, but that, that was more so the color versus the actual role. So kind of like. That I means so depending on colors, they were they were numbered. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like it was like Tokyo Ichigo, Tokyo Nigo, Tokyo Sango, so on and so forth. And, like, they was able to, like, switch out, like, whatever uh, color they had. And so, red can become pink, pink can become red, yellow can become blue, all that good stuff. But it's it's so... Or, as I jokingly called uh, Tokyo, Power Rangers CTA. I said CTA since I... But I guess there's also a, a point of that. It's, I think it's something that can never be adapted for a U.S. audience. But I said the same thing about Gosire and... They just did that horribly wrong. But Gosaiser? 
Yeah, Gosager, Gosire. The Guardian Angel one. Yeah, Gosager. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, they just, just not going to mention it whatsoever. What, the whole angel thing? The whole wing motif and everything. They did. Yeah, they kind of just, they straight up glossed over it. Uh, like, and that's when it was like, okay, this is just, you know, there's no fan service and it's just going to be to sell the toys to, to eight-year-olds. And then Super Mega Force happened. And that, and that was just a kick in the butt. It was. It, it just. We are not gonna speak on Super Mega Force. Seriously, <laughs> God, that was a whole train wreck. No, it was a, like it's saving grace out of the entire thing because Robo Knight be damned. Uh, Go say was a bootleg. A, not even a bootleg version of Zordon. He was like the more. He was straight up Zordon's apprentice. He was Zordon like, light. Yeah, he was, was Diet Zordon. Zordon. <laughs> oh God. Um, but <laughs> back on top. Oh, I'm but like, yeah, I haven't touched any of Usager at all, and I like, I've been seeing like, you know, little screenshots and little like uh, uh, clips here and there. And like the roll call is cool because that's always the selling point for me. Like, usually the transformation and the roll call for any Sentai or even Rider, like that's usually always the uh, selling point and. I see how cool it looks. It's just that I just haven't garnered an interest in it. But the little marching toys? Oh. Yeah, they're like oh, little marching. Yeah, like uh, it's cute. Like, and I like how it's like, 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 it's like a, yeah, and it, and it ch- yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's the chopping effect is a, that's utilized a lot better than it was in um, Dino Charge. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad you said Dino Charge and not q I just wish I mean, they did the Samba in, in Dino Charge. No, at least, it, at least it, it, for it, it, one it, it, episode. It. In one episode, they could have did this a little samba, which would have worked because um, um, Donald Charge Blue's actor is a big, is a huge Sentai nerd, so he yeah. knows how to do the dance. He, he probably could be to make that work. Could make that little, little callback and saying, "Okay, uh, it's more of a time." I was saying, "Why everybody's more than regularly saying he ain't coding?" I mean, he's like. Uh, 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 They had chances to do it, and they just didn't. So, but but Donald Charge was actually good for what it was, though. Oh no, I'm not saying I'm not saying it wasn't bad. It was, it was it, especially the season that it, that it came after. It was much improved. They actually mm-hmm. produced it well and wrote it well. Because I think ultimately, with with uh, Mega Force and Derivatives, fucked up name Force. <laughs> um, I mean, ultimately, it's just they. It was just we're going to come back. We have this footage. We're going to try to. It was a cash grab. So, uh, hey, Rangers! I have powers that was never before seen in the. I mean, never before seen on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally what that was. Yeah, like, just to explain, like all the suits that was never in America. Period. And or we're just too lazy to conveniently edit that out. Right. Or or not even that, not even gonna have the budget to hire like even some actors to say, Hey, you can you be like the suit actors for for the Sensei uh only at least give him that much or Or you could have just been like, Okay, this is oh, we have this view of this dimension where it shows these rangers. Right. Logic, you're doing it, but it, it, you're not Saban. Because so, then they do know. that like oh, oh the the mystery, oh this is the Japanese Power Rangers TV show that they made about and, us. Yeah, and right. Oh, where it was just actually showed us into, which was actually episode 10. 
of Opera Ranger that they was watching. Okay. So that so it wasn't a parody parody. It was actually an episode and Power Rangers actually parodied off the Sentai, which are like, oh, that's meta. They but like, they just did a bad Dynaman dub like they like you oh, on. Oh. Well, I don't know. Um, it kind of follows like because I actually watched the uh, episode. Dynam- oh, that episode or the Dynaman dubs. Um. The uh, of that episode, okay. Of Opera Ranger, like it actually, fu- like actually went back and forth watching that Dino Thunder episode and uh, Opera Ranger, and the story kind of links up a little bit. Granted, they actually chopped a few story elements out because some of it was some of it would have not uh, made sense and would have not translated to uh, English. Cause like there was like certain jokes that was there, there was certain gags that was there in um, Operator where it was like they'll be clearly missing in the West. Yeah, <laughs> like you gotta learn some Japanese for that. Like your knowledge may vary again. <laughs> cause word pun, like cause Japanese name word puns. Yeah. Uh, or hell, the um the part where Wacker Wilson just straight up kisses uh kisses Yukito. Because, like, after the... um, And that flew on Japanese TV? Yeah. Like, okay, it was, like, the part where, like, well, there, um, where Racker Wilson is basically, like, saying, like, he has, like, back issues or whatever. Yeah. And Yukito, being a chiropractor, basically fixes his back. And, like, immediately in um, Dino Thunder, when they're watching that episode, they don't show that part. But it's basically, it cuts to, like, where Wacker Wilson is, like, basically dancing around, like, oh, my back is better. I can be a samba dancer, blah, blah, blah. But, like, there's, like, one In individuals of a black man just saying and doing that on TV. Yeah. Problematic. I mean, Japan has a problematic thing for black people, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, the thing was, in the Operator episode, like, he gets up, he's, like, noticing that his back is well, and he immediately kisses Yukito. Like, straight up, open mouth kiss. It was, okay, it probably wasn't, like, a romance kiss by one of those, like, cartoony, like, I, I, like, I love Cartoony so Bugs Bunny like, deals. Like, yeah, like, I like so much, I can kiss you more, that type of deal, versus just, like... Over-exaggerated closed mouth kiss. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. So, going into that, I guess, you know, this, this will be going up Probably before January 1st. I guess we can kind of reflect on not only, you know, things that we've re- watched recently, but what do you feel that are some of the, the best things that you've watched this year or maybe even this decade? Because a lot has come out within the last Man. 10 years. <sighs> Games, anime, media in general. Yeah. Yeesh. Hmm. Let me see. Things that come out this year. Um, we're not gonna go into music because that's a whole other pack of worms. This is we on Sunday we watch anime, not listen to music or, <laughs> or, or Spotify or SoundCloud. <laughs> I'm be tragic. Um, you want to speak of Takashi Six Nine? <laughs> oh, oh Takashi Six Snitch. Snitch. <laughs> Snitch. Snitch Nine. Or Skittle Snitch. Skittles. <laughs> No, so no funny thing. Someone took a picture of Takashi Six Nine, made him look like Diavolo, and had uh, King Crimson right next to him. He don't deserve King Crimson. Of course he, he does not deserve King Crimson. Like no, he, but he, that was just some, that was just something someone did. 
Like him, I, him was her epic. Granted, I can't find that shit again because this is floating around Facebook somewhere. But it's like, bruh, like why would you do this? Yeah, he, don't, he don't deserve King Crimson or Epitaph or fucking he don't deserve Craftwork. <laughs> That's how bad. It like is. he don't even deserve a stand. Period. Like he, if he, he got pierced Luca. by the arrow, he would die. Damn, he's gotta be Luca. <laughs> Leaky eyed Luca. Yeah, he's gotta be Luca. <laughs> But um, mm, as of this year, I definitely got to say, like, it, it's a tie between both Golden Wind and uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba. Like, I really found myself, like, on the edge of my seat watching, like, almost every week. Like, granted, like, maybe one or two weeks have passed and I'll, uh, and, like, and I'll jump with those. But I pretty much found myself, like, almost every week, like, just watching it. Mm. Okay, I'm trying. I'm trying to think about anything that I kind of went out of my way to watch, and that I had to get more of, because there was a lot of things that I kind of caught up on, just within the last year or so that I just kind of came late into both normal television, anime, whatever. Um, I would say one thing that I kind of watch, definitely like every time it was on, I would watch it. Um. Probably the first two seasons of Overlord. Mm. Uh, I think that was just another thing that was just live action that I kind of got into late and didn't realize and, and didn't get into it until after it was canceled and brought back on Amazon, uh, which was The Expanse. Mm. So if, if, you're, if you're into like really good sci fi that's not Star Wars based or Star Trek based, um, or like, Farscape. <laughs> or ooh, ooh, uh, uh, what's that other one that like a lot of people love to sh- slap out like Battlestar Galactica no 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 but that's another one that's a good one but not that one um, another one that starts with a Firefly no like Firefly <laughs> no Firefly I mean I know what you're saying but I just ah! I, see it's just so the same reasons why I don't like Firefly or the same reasons why I really don't get into The Mandalorian or Star Wars in general, it's just I'm not into Westerns. Hmm. Hence why I can't bust with a, with a flop. So. <laughs> 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 mm. Well, I mean... <laughs> oh, man, because that was a thing that they... I didn't even... Like, everybody was like going wild over Cannon Busters. I didn't even check it out. You don't need to. You really don't. I mean, great. Yeah, I remember. I think the voice acting. The, the like, voice acting's okay. I think the voice actors are good. The production was bad to me. It like wasn't. It wasn't massive the way it should be. It could have been. It could have been better. Like yeah. the it, like the money that they poured into, like Ses Manos or Castlevania. Actually, it was the same studio. Um, but the money that was poured into those productions on Netflix. I mean, it that some of that money could also went to to Cannon Busters. Um, also, the story beats was uh, it was like if let's do Outlaw Star, Star and Cowboy Bebop and Trigun and put black folks in it with less with less, which character. is basically like that's really the Western Trinity, <laughs> the Space Western Trinity is literally those three, and may it somehow pale, may may it somehow it didn't take the best ideas of those and put it together. It just took ideas from them and it just came out to me just bland and 
after watching two episodes, like I've seen all of that I've pretty much can get out of this. Within mm. the first three episodes, at best. I don't, I, don't, I, don't remember, I don't remember you said like you didn't get past episode three or four. No. So <laughs> I think the idea that the main character's immortal is a good idea. But I think there's another one, another ep- series that does immortality much better. I cannot think of the name of it though. Cause I know Van Stampede damn shit wasn't immortal. So no, he got fucked he up all live, the time. Like he, he can live for a long time, but he's man, not, not immortal. immortal. No. So there was a there was an anime series where. The main character was a vampire, and he ends up going to this academy where everyone has some version of immortality. It's like one girl can make save points, so if she dies, you'll go back to her save point. Another dude had extra lives, so he he had like a he had like a hundred extra lives, but if he hit zero, he would die. Oh, uh, for real, for real, die. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there was different versions of they were all immortality in some capacity, and they were all like with, with a caveat. Yes. Okay. And mm. the main character was technically a vampire, and so he would get fucked up. But because he was a vampire, he would just heal and come back. And I cannot. Why think am I thinking? Of, I think I may be thinking of Trinity Blood. No, because it didn't really focus on the fact that he was a vampire. Hmm. I can't, but I can't think of the name of it. Hmm. It was. It was another one of those series where, like, the main female protagonist has humongous titties. But that's all anime, so it's kind of hard to narrow yeah, that down. Yeah, that's a. Ooh, that is a stretch by leaps and bounds. Yeah, and it kind of looks like um, uh, uh Ty from um, Digimon, without the goggles. Hmm. But I can't think of it. Or maybe it was just what I said was just insanely racist or ant. That, I mean, again, that could be anything that's racist. So <laughs> most most anime some kind kind of tiptoe like that that thin line of racism, but it, but entertainment <laughs> cognitive dig- dissonance. Oof. Again, Italia, but <laughs> again, Italia. Mm. Problematic as that was, it, it did shape a decade for better or for worse. Uh, uh, all of 2009 to damn near now, because like I still see that shit at conventions. Italian? Yeah. Like all throughout, all throughout all of Anime Central, Anime Midwest, even though we don't speak of Midwest, um, Ramen Con and uh, and Yoma Con, like. I still see like, like it's not as big as it was back in '09, yeah. but it's still like you'll still you'll be still be hard pressed to, like still see like, like little sprinkles of Hetalia, uh, like no merge, but like you know cosplayers still yeah. still around lingering, and it's like crazy. And I'm like at this point, let it go, like Elsa, let it go. And- I mean, I understand if this, if this was like you know Naruto or. Yeah, something that's like like globally like like Naruto, Dragon Ball, like you know your Gundam series. Yeah, like, these are all long lasting ass series. Hatalia, if I remember correctly, just had like maybe one. What one season or one like far as the uh, like one season? I believe. No, they had, they, had, they had like three or four. Oh God! I think the issue with uh, well, not even issue, just the way that Hatalia released like in like what ten minute 
Yeah, it was, like, it was like really mini episodes at best. And then it was like real short, like maybe five, either seven to ten minutes at best to get it in. And, and see, like the point of it was like, also the the real cringe was like not only the, like, you know, not only the uh, access powers between like the stuff that was like going on in the show, but also the shipping <laughs> with all from the fandom is just like between Germany and Japan, even though that's even <sighs> Germany, Japan, and Italy. Because I'm actually looking at this little clip show of the dub version of Italia. That's even worse. It's yeah. even worse. <laughs> so I'm like, at least at least the sub kind of like wants to make fun of uh, well, not make fun, blatantly just troll. Yeah, um, America, like the English dub, just be like, okay. I see what you're trying to do. Let's just crank it up to 11 with the fuckery. So, I was... Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, not only with, like, that, but I'm also saying, like, you know, the fandom itself with the shipping. And it's, like, like, straight up yaoi shipping. And it's, like, y'all want to make this incredibly cringe. Yeah. That's more so the fangirl at this point. Like, you for joy should be trying. Y'all be reaching with your longest arm. So, you trying to be, like... Gumu gumu no reach. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as far as like uh, uh, a decade long anime that's like it's, it's maybe kind of like a cop out, but I can say Naruto for a second degree. Like it kind of like shaped the de- well, technically it came out in later of the two thousands, uh, but it kind of still had this level of. Uh, Stand power. We're not gonna talk about Boruto. Uh, mm, no. I mean, okay, Boruto, the anime now is kind of like, after this recent anime arc, it's kind of like um, getting on its back on its stride because they went to its. All oh, right, they did the whole, uh, uh, like, let's go to the past. Yeah, so, know. like, that, that's kind of it's saving great. It kind of saved because it gave, like, us, like, nostalgia fanboys, like, my ass, saying, like, oh, yeah, yeah she's interacting with past soccer or past Nata or whatever. Did and they make the character better? Um, Towards the end, yes, because it, it kind of gave Boruto this level of understanding how Naruto grew up. It kind of gave him, like, that missing connection that he really didn't have had he not went to the past. Um, so it kind of gave him a little, a little bit more perspective of how uh, how Naruto grew up and, and like how he had to like face some level of adversity. They didn't go through like him as a kid, then him and Shifu and, and whatever. They just made him just in part one. And towards the end, they uh, had like a little bit more respect. Uh, he had a little more respect for Naruto. And uh, after he saw Shirai, he's like, okay, I can see now how uh, revered he is and whatever. Um, two mixed uh, effects, because now, now that he's a little more uh, accepting of it, he's still kind of like... Is he still an asshole? No, well, recently, no. Okay. Yeah, because I was like, okay, I don't like this. He's an asshole. I can't watch if the asshole's... If the main character's an asshole. 
an entitled asshole in a way. Because he's like, oh, I have the son as a Hokage, but I want to be like him. I'm like, just like, yeah, I'm going to be with Sasuke because he's like, he's the right one to take him down. Like, you're just being an asshole just for the sake of nepotism, asshole. <laughs> Not because of, like, they let you a bad hand and you're going to just be on some deal brand or that bullshit <laughs> and say, oh, I'm going to suck whoever who fucked me over. But no. Um,. But, and I'll say, because uh, now they're actually going with um, some uh, original uh, anime-only content, which not in the manga, um, which I want them to go to the manga, Boruto, because... You know we call that filler, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm trying to have the F word in this house. So I'm like, <laughs> trying to have this You was doing some gymnastics to avoid saying that, so I'm just, just saying the truth. It's filler. <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay. Filler. Um... <laughs> Actually, something I do want to speak on is like, I feel like people want to you want to give filler like a bad deal, but that's like no. If filler is good, filler is great. It's just when it's not good, I just rather just instead of starting a new arc knowing that you're about to catch up to the actual source material, instead of starting that arc, do your filler then. That True. Makes sense. So like, just if you get. Halfway into an arc, it's like, well, there's this other story you want to tell you about. In between, like, right, like, literally at the, like other, cliff, like, literally on, like at the cliffhanger of an existing arc, and then try to do that, and then once the filler is done, then that's when we go, oh, back to our original shit that we, that we kind of left you, like, having blue balls over, let's go back to this. And I'm like, so we spent yeah, a, a, whole, a whole 50 to maybe 100 episodes. No, um... If I, because if I remember correctly, I kept, uh, because during my crusade of rewatching Bleach, um, (laughs) like, like I said, this is like a more of a personal mission that I'm doing. Um, (laughs) um, thing is, like, majority of each of filler saga is actually like a decent 20 episodes. Granted, uh, the bounce saga is like, y'all want to be JoJo's Bizarre Adventure with German so bad. Um, I mean, Shusuke was just a very horrible, horribly done revenge yeah, story. Yeah, and we don't talk about like the uh, the billions on Bakso arc or the Sword Fiend arc. Okay, or- so I've actually heard nothing but good things about the Zanpakuto arc, and that's actually where I stopped at before, like when I jumped into Food Wars. Basically, I'm gonna jump back back into the Zanpakuto arc uh, when I get a chance. But it's one of those things like. I feel like when I originally watched it on Adult Swim, like, I liked it, really. Because, you know, you want to see, like, you already know, like, the Zanpakuto is basically, like, their own personality or whatever. So, it's, like, it's kind of interesting to see them, like, you know, not only fight alongside them, but also, like, fight against them or stuff like that. especially, um, oh, I'm not going to spoil most of the Zanpakuto art, but because, um... In some in some some box uh characters they can be either uh, a total I don't say carbon copy like a Yakia or Semozakra and or a Ru, or a Rukia and her Sanboxo, so no Shayuki. Uh, some like some can literally be the heal each other like um, Hisagi's and uh, Kazeshini. Literally opposite because oh I hate how he looks and meanwhile Kadashini just like just fucking shit up just for the sake of fucking shit up mm. and 
and uh, Wabiske is this, this emo ass dude, like just like on some like uh, death metal hanging uh, hair. But then and, again, that's what Izurukira kind of is. Yeah, but he, like he makes he, like uh, he makes Kira look like uh, Yakshiru in, in comparison, as far as like his personality, like because Wabiske can be literally like this. Emo. At least Kira has some level like being happy and or well, not or well, a semblance of happiness. Just less depressive. Right. <laughs> less <Okay>. depressed. <laughs> so like it makes him like, okay, my nigga, you need like a, a Xanax or a pro, like some level of like a, Prozac. Uh, pro, yeah, some level of like something like antidepressant, my nigga. It's like because you doing way too much. Yeah. But uh-huh. it's like, you know, even like, you know, going back to like, you know, older fillers, like, you know, Garlic Jr. was not good. Jar- I'm sorry. The Garlic Jr. saga was actually pretty decent. Like, people want to shit on that for Dragon Ball Z. But it's like, I feel like if you used to really watch the Garlic Jr. saga, the fact that like, this is a saga without Goku being the one to save the world. And this was literally like, you know, Gohan... Uh, it was literally depending on Gohan Piccolo and um, Krillin. I'm trying to remember Garlic Jr. Only. I, can only, I can only remember the Dead Zone. That's technically all you would need, really. So yeah, you're saying there was, he was in the actual series as a filler and not just the, the, the movie? or Yeah, he was in the series as a uh, filler character. Like, even Is this before... Even though the Dead Zone was like their first movie, they somehow made a way for him to come back as like a filler villain after the uh, after the uh, aftermath of the Frieza saga. I think I remember that. I, I'm trying to remember that. Like basically, because he gets out of the Dead Zone. Yeah, gets out of the Dead Zone, has his own crew. Has his own crew, kind of like the Ginyu Force, which is the Spice Boys. Um, you have uh, uh, pretty much the entire world being covered by the uh, dark, by the black water mist, and all that good stuff. Um, and Kong like that, hmm? which I can say, Kong Funk. But <laughs> ooh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> Little Perry. <laughs> well, I don't know. That depends. That's if you go to AC. <laughs> Mostly, almost any con. No, because, uh, funny thing, you go to Yomacon, no real con fuck, y'all. Hmm. Is it, is it mainly outdoors, though? Uh, n- no, but then again, considering the fact that Yomacon takes place during the weekend of, like, Halloween. Right, because... Like, usually, like, weekend of Halloween, or it's, like, somewhere, like, beginning of November or whatever. Okay, like, so, because, remember, because, like, with con fuck, and most cons be, like, in the mid... Mid spring to early summer, mm. so niggas be out and don't know the concept of deodorant and or soap. <laughs> if you must, you gotta wash your ass. <laughs> if you must, you gotta brush your teeth. <laughs> so, just but, broke your phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, actually, from my experience, um, me going to Yomacon, it's like, and this was actually like my second year going, like. It's pretty chill. Like, unlike, you know, the fuckery that usually happens at ASIN where, like, you know, con funk is abound and niggatry just happens because, like, you know, how many times have we heard stories of people pulling the fire alarm and people got to come out of the Hyatt just to, uh... Luckily, 
when I was working there, that never happened to me. But again, I worked at night shift. I mean, sometimes I worked at night shift, and that shit doesn't happen. Or right. I, I was probably in a, a different hotel when it happened. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, with uh, with Yonicon, with it being at the uh, the Renaissance Center, you dare not pull that. Or... Lest you want to take you want to uh, take forever going down them stairs because mm-hmm. the elevators ooh them elevators is shit because <laughs> like I say it like this if you're in the Hyatt for uh, Yomakai I'm sorry for uh, Asen you know how yeah had like line, that line and shit right ooh, I don't remember that because I did elevator uh, elevator duty that was the fucking pits yeah, that was the so, fucking pits man so. Elevator duty is a lot more harder for uh, the uh, for the Renaissance Center at uh, Yomacon because it's like, yo, um, considering there's like two versions of the elevators you gotta do, like one for the lower levels, like from like one to thirty or whatever, and then ones for like forty to about like seventy. Oh shit! Oh yeah. So y'all keep that. Yeah. So it's so if someone was to like pull that fire alarm shit like they do at Asin, it's like pandemonium. Yeah. Okay. Not to mention, you know, all the people that's like, you know, working inside the uh, uh, the actual hotel staff or the hotel sta- no, con staff, or hotel staff, con staff, the people that's working inside the uh, Burger King, the restaurants that's inside the Lynn Center. Oh shit! Like y'all got like y'all got about like fifteen restaurants in there. Y'all dare not pull that shit, <laughs> unless you want to get fined up the ass. Ooh. Oh, and plus also, do, um, if General Motors want to get in your ass too, because remember that's it's the General Motors. Yeah, the that's the General Motors Center. So, uh, ooh, you slap a good couple stacks on on that. Just <laughs> oh shit, you bet you dare better be on your uh, good behavior, good behavior there. So. Like and then, like I said, like you know, Confunk does not run about. Thank God, <laughs> or at least from my experience, anyways. Someone else might tell you a little bit different. That might be their story. Okay, fair, okay. I'll, I'll give some level of respect for Detroit when it comes to like Con versus Chicago because I'm biased against my own city. But that's what you hear over there. <laughs> I'm biased. Really, you wouldn't do a convention here? Hmm? You wouldn't. Do, you wouldn't do a convention here? Uh, I mean, I did, like, as far as, like, because I, I worked ASAM for, like, uh, three, I'll say, like, four years, and been, like, a regular Congoer for, for two, so, being a Congoer to ASAM, it kind of, like, it was, it was fun the first time, because I didn't know what to expect, but working there, you see, like, the inner workings of the, bu- of the bullshit, and it's working, it's different between con and daytime, or con at night, uh, the freaks come out at night, especially when the race, like not even during the race. It's just like just the shit that that ends after like the convention center actually stops, and niggas want to go to different panels and different hotels, and like like you really just see the freaks come out at night, and apparently common sense don't either, because uh, <laughs> going there either. Uh, people be drunk at their ass, which is fine, as long as you're, as long as you're of age and you're not being a, a total jackass, a public nuisance. Or, but, you know, people passing out Molly in the freaking um, rave room. 
that's not my ministry. I, I know people who uh, who worked who worked in the raids and seen that shit happen, or there was one uh, instance of ASIN where some dumbass decided to have like I guess like a full ass needle or a syringe. Okay, I found the damn anime I was looking for. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I was looking... wondering why you were quiet. Like, don't tell me that she's looking for it. It's so, like oh. Yuki Holder. Nani. This one, where the main character is immortal. Yeah, he's a, pretty much he dies the first episode, and his the woman he was trying to protect his teacher. This looks like some Lao Ueki type shit. Yeah, and he ends up. Becoming, and that's rather old. She turns for him, some of y'all. She she turns she turns him to a vampire, takes him to this pretty much academy that she's been running in the background. For that's full of immortals, but they all had different types of immortality. Ooh, speaking of fairy tale, let's um, put this one out. Like speaking of fairy tale, like that was actually part of my crusade at one point, uh, but. Please no, don't even go down that rabbit hole of fairy tale. Like I don't know, like I ended like. Because that was like right where the because uh, Hulu don't have the rest of the episodes dubbed, sadly. Um, they ended, they had the end of the dub where like it's the end of the uh, uh, what's the magic games? Yeah, no, that's not or basically, game. I like to call that uh, fairy tale civil war because that's literally what the fuck that was. <clears throat> Well, which, which says a lot because I actually hate Marvel's Civil War. Well, I mean, well, comics, not the not the movie. The first or second one? The first. Really? That's probably the better one. That was a convoluted plot. Which, I mean, okay, which, I get which crossover why... is not convoluted? Mm. Very fair point. Yeah. I mean, every crossover. Big event is always going to be convoluted because they have they know how they want to begin it and they know how they want to end it. Everything else in the middle is just that's because the fans don't either one they don't know how to streamline each individual series in the crossover or don't know how to like um, expand or, or didn't give me enough context um, of each uh, particular character in that uh, in that series. Like, cause had that been let's say the. It, the Infinity War, uh, I guess, saga. Because each character has their own, well, to, to an extent, their own movie to branch off of before coming into, like, the Avengers, like, Umbrella. Mm-hmm. But as far as Civil War, they didn't have that. They only had, what, Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man to an extent. And so they barely touched... No, that was on the, the, uh, the cusp of Black Panther coming... Uh, like they basically used Civil War to introduce Black Panther, right. both Black Panther and, and uh, Spider Man. Right. So they kind of like it kind of just like gave it to like edge in like okay, we're gonna uh, tease y'all with Black Panther at like maybe a whole year after after Civil War came out or was it two years? Because no, Black Panther came in twenty eighteen, and Civil War came in what sixteen or seventeen? It was the f- Black Panther came out the following year. Right. So, yeah, so Civil War came out that summer, May. Okay. Black Panther came out that following February. Okay, because because that was culture. also the same year that uh, 
that the uh, Infinity War movie also came out as right. well too. Okay, because the culture, because black folk would not let t- let that uh, let that down save the life because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love our people, but damn, y'all was riding to that to the wheels fall well, off. I feel like <laughs> with Black Panther when that came out, that was like. That was like our Harry Potter Star Wars deal. Yeah, I mean, that was in my moment. I, I felt that. like a lot of black people start understanding why uh, why uh, white folks did that. Because <laughs> when Star Wars, like stuff like Star Wars or uh, Harry Potter or even for us anime nerds, when any Dragon Ball movie come out or whatever. Yeah. That like people will come out decked out with cosplay or some shit like that. So when Black Panther came out, I felt like a lot of black folks like definitely understood it. And like showed their ass. <laughs> see, ass. ass. See, I kind of see a little bit differently. I, I see is like growing up, you see movies like Coming to America, The Color Purple, all these seminal black movies, and it these movies we grew up with and we make these connections with, and now you know it's. Part of us, you know, showing our ass and doing all this stuff, but it's like it's another movie that we immediately have a connection to, and that we can display that connection wholeheartedly. You know, just going to the theater, dressing up in kente cloth, dressing up, you know, however, and we can establish that okay, we have this connection to this movie straight off the bat without actually knowing shit about Black Panther. The, you know, other than his introduction to Civil War, right. you know, not necessarily seeing, you know, the. The 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 BET the rest of the, the, the MCU MCU or yeah. the um, BET comic show yeah. like you said, Jaimon Hanshu being a uh, Black Panther or Jill Scott being playing Storm. What? You never saw the BET cartoon? Yeah, it's like a whole. It's like five episodes. Yeah, it's like a whole uh, uh, short. It's kind of like a digital comic because they kind of move animate. Yeah, kind of weirdly, but and I think yeah. it's based off the Reggie Hetland or was it Christopher Priest run? Uh, I want to say Reg- it's Reggie Hudlin. Reggie Hudlin, yeah. Which he already had in because he wasn't he like director of programming for BET for the longest time. Yeah. Yeah, she's doing. She's doing that. She's doing that, that. That first lady detective accent she has. It wasn't bad. I mean, it, it was really good. Um. The part where uh, Black Panther just basically chokes out Captain America. <laughs> okay, so I'm definitely going to get cash. Because it, it was like, so, I think it was like uh, uh, Steve Rogers. It wasn't so much um, T'Challa doing it. I think it was T'Chaka. Where he was I think talking he to uh, my, Steve Rogers. Yeah. And like I think Steve Rogers was like asking like, hey, uh, we know you guys got vibranium or something like that. And we want to use it. Right. And like uh, T'Chaka was like... No, and like they get to uh, they get to wrecking, and then next thing you know, King T'Chaka just chokes out uh, Captain America. Like, bruh, damn, that's like put him in a straight sleeper hole. I'm like, bruh, why? That was sad. Like, that, that doesn't mean all that. It's like they saying no. I'm like, okay, get the hint. It was like, ooh, <laughs> it's funny because also like I have. Uh, like, as of this current decade, I have been getting back into, like, uh, comics. Like, actual Marvel comics, and basically, shout-outs to the comic historian. Um, like, as of late... I'm going to recommend another YouTuber to watch. He's pretty good. Uh, Blurred with, Without Fear. Mm. Never heard of him. Okay. 
I think he lives out in Mississippi, but he's he's pretty good. Oh yeah, and also uh, comics explained as well too. Yes, like, he's another one because like they're both in leagues with each other. But uh, like I found myself been like I found myself getting like getting into Red Hood, um, Red Hood comics. Uh, well, pretty much majority of the Robin family anyway, the okay. Robin brothers. Like I, I, it's gotten to a point where I can literally write a whole thesis of the Robin Brothers in my sleep now. Um, that mean that you saying about uh, Damien and <laughs> Chris? I mean, Tim Drake saying like, uh, about like, how, like. Uh, oh yeah, where uh, Damien is basically saying I'm a wanted man, and Jason is like, like you wasn't even a wanted child. No, it's funny because I think in like one of the recent Teen Titans comics, they did fight, and it was like, I think it was like something about like uh, Red Hood basically said like I can't believe I'm saying this, but little brother, you need to uh, little brother, you need to smarten up. And Damien was like, since when have I ever called you my big brother? And they get to fighting. Oh my god. <laughs> um. Damien is problematic. A problem. He's, he's, he's a fun problematic face. Well, I don't know. And also, uh, like I've gotten into the Red Hood comics, gotten into Nightwing, uh, uh, Damian Wayne's run. Even though he's a brat, um, have they ever resolved that whole Rick Grayson thing? Hmm. Uh. Ooh. No. I've got. I actually got to catch up on that. Okay. Like I've been catching up on mostly Red Hood. Um. See, I mostly read Marvel and maybe Boom Comics and some Image stuff. I. But I haven't really gotten back to DC. The last DC title I was reading was The Terrifics. Mm. Which was DC's trying to do the Fantastic Four. Okay. It's it's the lineup's not bad. It's Mr. Terrific, of course, uh, Plastic Man, Metamorpho, and a version of Phantom Girl. Hmm. Because Phantom Girl's not a 31st century, so it's just one of her people from her planet because they all have phantom powers. Oh, but I guess something happened where now if she touches anything, it explodes. So she's always constantly in ghost mode. Damn. Mm. So. Oh, another thing I've written. Um, I I loved the Mr. and Mrs. X story. Really? A lot of people didn't like it. I enjoyed it. I think it, it, it's a nice little story I, of Rogue and Gambit. I enjoy Rogue. On honeymoon. More than I like Gambit. I never got into the Gambit hype. I don't really like any characters that are too hyped up. Like Wolverine, mm, Spider Man, okay. uh, Batman. Super, I just, I just don't get into them. Gambit's just on. He's on the tail end of that list, and I think after, I think the, the animated series went off the air, and they just didn't know what to do with Gambit, and then they made him part of the. You know, he was the one who set up the whole mutant massacre thing, mm, where yeah. he actually started developing his character. But I prefer Rogue more, and I think they just need to get her together, and they had her together. Into this new Excalibur run, mm. where she's pretty much a light bulb. <laughs> Take one step forward and two steps back. That I mean, it's crazy. doing wonders for for Betsy, uh, but Rogue's a light bulb. Hmm. I like Rogue. Well, she's great because she has control of her powers. She has Wonder Man powers now. She doesn't have to touch people. She can absorb them from a distance. Her character, uh, her power sets. And then the first issue of a caliber, Apocalypse asks her to start draining power from this gate, and it knocks her out. Now she glows, so she's a light bulb in the in the Excalibur Tower. 
And Gambit's pissed. It's like, okay, this is my wife. What the fuck did you do? And they brought back Jubilee. And her baby's a dragon. Hmm. So you mean to tell me after that entire run of... Like of Gambit and Rogue on their honeymoon having hijinks and shit, which was a very cute run. Yeah. They even run into Deadpool. Deadpool, like, uh, hey, I want to get in this marriage uh, gimmick. And I'm like, no, Deadpool, no. <laughs> like, he was talking about, like, yeah, let me go ahead and have sex with Rogue while Gambit's fucking me from behind. I'm like, d- d- no. No way, no. Stay out of their marriage. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm all for polyamory, but that's no. Well, because when when Rogue was in Avengers, she was you know she was hooking up with Deadpool, hooking up with Human Torch. She it was actually was she was pretty good in Avengers. I'm just thinking of Deadpool as far as like body wise, considering like him naked and just like seeing waves like skin and shit and just like the tumors, the, yeah, the tumors like that, that just. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm saying, like, you mean to tell me after all that and cute honeymoon story, they just turn Rogue into just straight up MacGuffin? Like she's. So it's like I said, it's it's. They could have probably had a better another character pl- do this role, and I'm hoping that because with comic with new titles, you always have to give it the first arc. Right. And right now they're still in the first arc, which is, it's a good arc where they're bringing back the whole um, other world stuff and the whole Captain Britain mythos and everything that Alan Moore did with that. And, you know, you, you kind of see, okay, if you put ex- Apocalypse on an X-Men team, what would happen? And it's, it's, you're getting exactly that. Apocalypse on an X-Men team peripherally, but he's doing what Apocalypse does for the greater good. Oh, yeah, I did hear about that because they had like hmm. their own language. So, yeah, so it's, so it's not like he's just... Full on, like a face, uh, a face turn, but he's still doing his own... He he's doing it because he... You know, the idea is that Apocalypse does what he does for the betterment of mutant kind. Right. It's the survival of the fittest. And it's still, you know, he's at a point where it's like what, what Xavier, uh, Moira, and Magneto did. It's, it's the mutants who are proclaiming their dominance in the world and so it's he's just making sure that it's still happening but he's to do so he's just fuck with magic to do so and it's just I guess a, a turn to say okay a mutant who's been around for thousands of years who's augmented himself with technology now has magic powers <laughs> which you can understand if he's been around for a thousand years he's probably has knowledge of magic, but he's never really portrayed that as being a magical being. Yeah. So he, he he's doing something to kind of interfere with magic. Morgan Le Fay has King Arthur's and Merlin's who knows where. They're gone. So she's ruling Otherworld. And she's like, get this mutant bullshit off my lawn. <laughs> and if you don't do shit about it, I'm killing everybody. I can't get this mutant shit off my lawn. So now... Betsy Braddock, who's white again. But Psylocke is still... Kwan is Psylocke, who's the Asian part. She, she's around. But so Betsy Braddock, she's white again. And now she's Captain Britain. Oh, okay. So she's Captain Britain, the leader of Excalibur. Okay. So... As soon as you said Betsy, I'm like, that made Psylocke white again. 
Uh, I, she, I, no, because like because I mean, making her eight years. I mean, I mean making her Asian. You know, we didn't think about it back in the you know when it happened in the nineties. Yeah. But that was kind of fucked up. <laughs> well, because like the whole body switching thing was kind of weird. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's very it's very Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, like we didn't question it because like we, it was a cool. She's, now she's a psychic ninja. I'll dig it. Man. Which by that point, <laughs> also remember during the nineties, uh, that was also during the hype of Marvel superheroes. So of uh, the Marvel superheroes and Marvel Capcom, Capcom and all that like, just stuff. Yeah, so yeah. people was using Psylocke, saying like, "Oh, she looks cool as an Asian," blah blah. blah. And it's like, that's if not, you only knew the entire story, and now that was me, literally, because I'm like, I'm like, uh, I got introduced to Psylocke as uh, Marvel Capcom. So I'm like, okay, this bitch lit. Like, yeah. like so now that she's white again, people don't realize that. Like, why did just make this Asian? woman white and it's like well she was always a white woman right. in yellow face <laughs> well not really yellow face but oh, I was like, <laughs> yeah. so but now there's still a character Psylocke but it's just it's not Betsy Braddock it's Kwan okay. so they brought her back because that's the main thing that's happening in the X-Men comic is like they develop a way that well mutants can still die but they can resurrect them so they're bringing oh, back yeah. all the dead characters again I mean, well, isn't this also because of, like, you know, the the official Disney-Fox merger and stuff like that? Because I remember, like, there was that whole debacle about, like, how Marvel couldn't couldn't create new mutants because they feared that Fox was going to, like, use them or some shit like that. Well, I I think it's, it's multiple things. So, I think Marvel tried to... Because Marvel couldn't get the rights back from Fox for the X-Men and the Fantastic Four, they just said, well, okay, we're just not going to do anything with it. And so that's when you had that um, after Secret Wars, the Fantastic Four was just, they weren't gone, they just weren't being used anymore. So you you had the story where they're out recreating the multiverse now. Mm. Right. And so with with X-Men, that's when they, you know, they did the, the 198 to get rid of all the mutants because there was billions of them. Oh, yeah, that's right, because of M-Day. M-Day, yes. And so then After they... After the uh, House of M storyline where uh, Scarlet, Witch was like, Scarlet Witch was like, no more mutants, and pretty much the majority of the mutant population got wiped, almost got wiped out. So, and from there, you know, that's where they start having this this whole push for the Inhumans, both in the MCU and in the comics. That's where you get um, uh, I versus X, Inhumans versus Mutants, where the Terrigen Cloud, which has never really affected mutants before, is now killing them. So now you have the X-Men who are living in limbo, so they're technically off-world, and this is the same time where Rogue was on the Avengers, and technically she was dying, because she had the M-Pox, or whatever the fuck they called it. Mutant, basically mutant AIDS, Ooh. which was technically the legacy virus. But yeah, <laughs> but then the, you know, but with this with this current run, which is calling Dawn of X, which the biggest retcon and spoilers is that they brought back Maureen Taggart, who technically died of the legacy virus, the only human that supposedly died from this mutant disease. Hmm. So they they brought her back. Well, technically, it was never her. It was an LMD, a life model decoy, or something bullshit. And then she's she's a mutant. She has the power to. It's it's not necessarily a resurrection. It's a reincarnation type power. 
So when she dies, she goes back to her birth with all the memories of her life. But she's not like going to another dimension. She's reliving the same life again. That's tragic. That's a terrible power. It's like so we actually live from like a last, from a, pretty much a save point with your, with your birth and to relive that same shit again. But so technically, when she dies and resets, it's technically... It's not creating an alternate universe. It's just resetting that same universe from her perspective. Damn. And so the whole story is that she's, up to this point, lived 10 different lives. Where she's trying to, you know, she her first life, she dies when she's in her 80s. Lived her life out. Okay. That's when she resets back. And it's like, okay, I'm, I realize I'm a mutant. I'm going to do whatever. Dies on an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> then she's like, okay, I'm going <laughs> So she's like, well, I'm going to try to just, I'm going to try to cure muta- uh, mutinism. Yeah, that's the more popular Moira Mutagian. Well, no. So the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants come after her, torture alive. And it's like, if you ever do this shit again, remember this feeling of you being burnt alive. Oh, some John of Art shit. Damn. So she comes back. She, she hooks up with Xavier, creates a utopia. Sentinels come, destroys everything. She's like, okay, fuck it. <laughs> Yeah. Then, then, then she does it. Then it's just like, okay, I'm gonna, she hooks up with it, with Magneto. Tries to do the same thing. All the superheroes come after Magneto and end up taking them both out. Resets again. She's the Diablo of X-Men. So she's, like, well, <laughs> so she's like, well, fuck, I did Xavier, did Magneto. She goes to Apocalypse. And for some, some way, somehow, the Sentinels always happen. And it's just it's one of those unavoidable effects. So after living, she was able to get augmented by uh, Apocalypse. She lives thousands of years. And they realized that the human's goal is because ultimately mutants replace humans as a dominant species. Human, mutants are the next evolutionary stage of, of humans. Right. Well, technically, humans start augmenting themselves with technology, end up bringing on the, the, the phalanx or the technarch. Oh. Oh, the phalanx. Yeah. Yes. Which are, if you remember the character Warlock? Yeah. With the living machines who absorb living tissue by converting it. So ultimately, they, they come destroy the world and the humans as, um, ascend through through whatever. And so ultimately, to stop that, they get the information. And like her next life, she's just taking out everyone who's involved with the Sentinel development. Like just sniping them. It took you like getting your six lives to do this bullshit. The way it was told, the way her past lives were explained, they were not explained in the order. And so they, so they kind of outline, these are the, her 10 lies. Life number six is never explained until the very end. And that's the one where they um, explain the whole future thing that's a thousand years in the future. Wow. And, and so the way they set up is that in the past, uh, Xavier and Magneto go to Mr. Sinister and say, we know what you're doing. This is what we want you to do. We want you to catalog every mutant's DNA and digitize it so they have a backup of everyone. Okay. And so then he goes to Forge and says, I need you to upgrade Cerebro. And so they upgrade Cerebro so he can record everyone's mind. So you have the DNA from Sinister and the mental engrams from everyone. So with this procedure using five different mutants, so Hope Summers... Proteus, uh, Elixir, Goldball, and Tempest. Because they realize Goldball, who shoots out these gold balls from his chest, yeah. they're not just balls. They're technically non-viable eggs. 
So to use Proteus to make the eggs viable, um, Elixir makes it so they can actually form with this biological manipulation. Uh, Tempest uses her time manipulation to make them grow. Okay. And Hope, what she does, she, she combines all their powers together. And so using this method is that they can resurrect damn near everybody. And which is the, what they do. They resurrect everybody. Oh. Um, shit. <laughs> so it's, it's this weird thing. So then they put together this government, this council, the Council of Seasons. Um, so it's like, it's interesting. So you, on the council, it's, it's uh, not only Xavier, Magneto, and Apocalypse, who's, who make one section, nice. but you have Emma Frost, Sebastian Shaw, and Kitty Pride. Yeah, I heard about Kitty Pride. She's like the Red King. Red Queen, Red Queen right? yes. Yeah, okay. Then you have uh, Jean Grey, Nightcrawl, and Storm. Then you have um, Exodus, Sinister, and Mystique. Hmm. And so it's 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 an interesting setup. And I think one of the the one of the better books is um, X Force because in the first issue of X Force, they assassinated Xavier. <laughs> And so, so Cyclops is living on the moon with Jean Grey and Wolverine, and they show like an outline of their bedrooms, and they're all connected. Oh yeah, that's right. That's so that's people, where that whole polyamorous uh, that <laughs> thing of Cy- they're, they're not Cyclops. saying anything, but they're just pretty much it's they're they're making it seem like okay, it's Cyclops is living on the moon with all his kids, his ex wife, and Wolverine. So, okay, I have a lot of questions. Well, not a lot, but... <laughs> so, Gene and Scott are divorced, apparently. Yeah, well, divorced, divorced and they technically somewhere. die, so I think, yeah. But, well, no, no. Whenever they were married, it ended when Gene died. Okay. And she was dead for years. So, technically, I don't think they're married anymore, just based on that. Damn. But he lives up there with his kids, uh, Cable and, and, and Rachel... Everyone forgets Rachel. Even the last arc that led up into Dawn of X, she was taken by Ahab again. She'd been made into a hound. And that just... I don't know how that was resolved. Mm-hmm. I grant I know that they can resurrect... Because the way Dawn of X happens that there's one storyline and then it went to Age of X where technically everyone... Um, where Nate Summers, X-Man, yeah. merged with Legion... Did he merge with Legion? Something weird mm. happened. And so it became Age of X, where he kind of changed reality. But in the real world, everyone just looked like all the mutants just died. Hmm. Wow. And what was happening was that uh, it was the really weird, because you know you had the original five X-Men back on back in the, in the future. And so Cable was killed by young Cable. <laughs> <laughs> It was weird. You know, comics are just convoluted. Comics are weird. So So young Cable comes, is like, and kills old Cable, the Cable that we know, saying, you fucked up. You were supposed to not let this shit happen. You know how fucked up time changes happen. And so since the original five X-Men have been back in the future, they've all changed. Like, Angel has fire wings. That doesn't sound right. Beast is doing magic. 
Again, doesn't sound right. So he's like, <laughs> and so he's like, y'all need to go back because it was always this weird, weird MacGuffin that Ben just put in. It's like they can't go back home because the time machine wouldn't let them go back home. So Cable, so young Cable came back, killed old Cable, and said, "You were fucking up. You can't be here anymore." Ahab's coming after everybody because they had brought in Bloodstorm from the um, Mutant X reality. They brought in um, uh, Jimmy Logan from. Um, Age of a uh, night, no, Ultimate Universe. Oh right, cause the, and they brought in somebody else. It was oh yeah, because that was also that whole deal when they was trying to merge all the universes, and they was also trying to uh, bring in certain yes. people. Yeah, Secret from, Wars. Uh, yes, like Secret Wars and like you know Battle World and shit. Well, not not the original Secret Wars, the the latest Secret Wars where. The Ultimate Universe and the 616 Universe collided. Yeah. And so Doom took the power of the Beyonder and just like, I'm taking over. <laughs> and he, so he made a new map and where all the different worlds co- combine. Actually, it, was, it wasn't actually, bad. Some of it was actually pretty good because I was reading, uh, because without uh, the Civil War, I'm sorry, uh, Secret Wars, we wouldn't have X-Men 92. It's basically a comic series where they brought back, like, they pretty much put, like, all the X-Men from the animated series, right. and they kind of made it as a continuation of, of, like, what happened after the animated series ended. Oh. So, yeah, it wasn't bad. Then you also got, like, A-Force out of it, and I think uh, Ghost Rider was actually pretty good. We have all the different Ghost Riders plus a bunch of new ones racing. Mm-hmm. Everyone still has to be Robbie Reyes. Well, as of right now, like uh, yes, yes, out, like outside of Johnny Blaze, because everyone knows Johnny Blaze. But, but Johnny Blaze came back and he's fighting the Avengers now. Hmm. So, but yeah, but Robbie Reyes is actually a member of the Avengers. But yeah, so yeah, so Secret Ooh. Wars. Yes, it was the last time I read the Avengers. It was Thor, Iron Man, Captain America, She Hulk as the Hulk. Oh, so she's the savage She-Hulk. So she's like, when you think of like, not smart Hulk and not how She-Hulk always been where she's been like Jennifer Walters, but just more, more, more green and more buff. Yes. But she has like her, her personality does shift when she was always She-Hulk. She kept, she came more like flirtatious and more, I can't think of the right word, but now she's, she's like these, the savage She-Hulk. So she just. She grows, she busts out her, you know, shit, okay, and she's so like... Okay, so they didn't give her, like, the Gamora treatment, and just, like... No, she's, like, big and buff. Okay. But it's... Okay. it's just, but and, she, she, and she basically got the power to wreck shit. Yes. So okay. she's not... So I think they're calling her just Hulk. Okay. But she's She-Hulk. Um, Robbie Reyes, Black Panther, and I want to say somebody else I can't think of right now. I want to say maybe Doctor Strange. I'm not sure. But a lot of stuff has been good since then. Um, they finally brought back the Fantastic Four after like, because Secret was like maybe five years ago. Mm. Um, but then you have all those arcs like uh, Avengers versus X-Men or A versus X. Ooh, AVX, man. Oh my God. Then IVX, because, you know, they just kept kicking X-Men in the balls. Because like, I actually have that, uh, I actually have that series at home right now. And I'm... IVX? I'm, no, uh, AVX. Okay. And... 
because that's actually where they ended the uh, relationship between uh, Black Panther and Storm. Yes. And it was like, because like, that's the part where it was like, well, Black Panther was like, uh, by the high decree of the, uh, by the high decree of the uh, Panther family, I now decree, like, I now decree this uh, marriage null and void. And then uh, Storm then- was like, aren't you the high priest? And then next thing you know, Black Panther just walks away. Yeah, but that fight was pretty good too. Yeah. It was a good fight. See, this is also one of those things where it was like, after reading that, it's like... It was problematic as fuck. But it's, <laughs> it's, no, no, no. Like, you know how you, like, people is like, ever since the inception of Black Panther into the MCU, people has been like, you know, championing, wanting uh, Storm, and Black, Storm and Black Panther to be together. Oh, yeah, they reconned that and they got them married in a really most inopportune time and it was tacked on into Civil War. Right. So it never needed to happen. But by the time they actually broke up, it was like, okay, people got used to it. Mm-hmm. But... No, but I'm also saying, like, this is kind of the reason why I don't want that in the MCU, because oh, people no, no. are going to turn that into, like, a superhero version of Dr. Mad Black Woman. No, because you have... Mr. Mrs. Smith. Oh, God. Because, no, because you, you need to build up the X-Men, and you can't... You really need to beat yeah. up, build up Storm without ever mentioning Black Panther. Right. Their prior relationship, when they were kids, was it was retconned then. It was literally... It doesn't need to happen at all. Mm. But in the whole AVX, what came out of it, you know, um, the Phoenix Five, mm-hmm. Cyclops went full Dark Phoenix, killed Xavier, which I still understand how that happened because you have Xavier just walking up, and be like, "I'm in your mind, Scott," and we're, it's like, okay, you're you were worried about the Phoenix because this is nigh unlimited cosmic being. Right. You think you can stop it by just telepathically? Mm. He deserved to die. <laughs> yeah, but then he came back. He got better. But the whole, but the whole fallout from AVX is whereas you have uh, Phoenix, Colossus, Emma, and Magneto. All their powers are all fucked up. Even though Magneto was never part of the Phoenix Five, right? The Phoenix Five was Cyclops, Emma, Colossus, Magic, and Namor. Mm. Fuck Namor. Emma went crazy. That was her slide back to the dark side. Yeah. Because she's just sort of like, well, I'm just going to take your power. And she was just, yeah, she she got, she, it, it, if Cyclops didn't go Dark Phoenix, it probably would have been Emma. Damn. And that's Emma's character. She would be uh, the But fil- then people the were upset. Face turn. Yeah, but people were upset that she was turning. Back to heel. Yeah. Because people like, you know, superhero Emma Frost. But Emma Frost was like she started off heel. So well, the way like, they explain this, that it's just well, you know, it was she was in her her self interest with the with the Hellfire Club. It was her working with students that kind of. Okay. I mean, when all of her students died, I kind of fuck with her. I guess. But they're back alive now, so you I mean, know. I, said, I, mean, I, yeah, I mean, that's almost like the mystique from uh, evolution type of... Yeah. yeah that's, 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 that's kind of giving me, so like... Mm. Mystique doesn't even care about her own kids. So she has a whole bunch... I think she killed one of her kids. Who am I, Mystique? Mystique. The one she had with Sabretooth. She had, she had, she had a kid with Sabretooth? Mm-hmm. It was surprisingly not a mutant. Uh, 
uh, Grayon Creed. That politician dude. Well, in the cartoon, he was the friend, leader of the Friends of Humanity. Yeah, that's her wow. son. Wow. She has Nightcrawler's one of her kids. Because, like, I, I, I already kind of figured uh, uh, Graydon Creed was Sabretooth's kid. I didn't know that was Mystique. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then I think they brought up in, like, one of the one of the limited series they did for Mystique, where, like, back in the day, she was a spy. Well, she's always been a spy, but. Yeah. So, like, she always played the double agent role, so yeah. But yeah, so she wow. killed him. And she always cared more about Rogue than she did her own son. Well, Rogue was like adopted daughter yeah. status, yeah, yeah, which was actually kind of cute in the, uh, which was actually kind of cute in the Mr. and Mrs. X story, where like they had that little moment of closure where it was like, I'm sorry, I killed, I'm sorry, I was trying to kill you and try to. Manipulate you and blah 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 and like they had that little mother daughter moment kind of. <laughs> it, it was kind of it's actually kind of endearing because you know this was actually because you know Mystique is usually that character to be like I own up to all my shit like Don't I'm that bitch have... but then <laughs> like <laughs> like I'm that bitch but it's like she you actually see a little bit of remorse from her when she's like you know talking to Rogue like. I'm sorry I ever did these things to you. You were actually like a daughter to me. Like, it, it was actually kind of cute reading that. Um, ooh, another good story I was re- I'm actually uh, loving is in DC, the uh, current um, story that's going on with Duke Thomas. Like, Batman and the Signal? Well,. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and he's now part of the uh, the quote unquote outsiders, which is basically, well, Batman being co- uh, cover story. But, I was about uh, to say brotherwise, but you know, it's actually um, <laughs> Batman. Then it's uh, Black Lightning, Katana, and um, the Signal. Okay, I mean, they could be using some more characters in there. I mean, I'm guessing this is really more so. They just have Batman just tacked on there. Like, is this still is this tied into a uh, Batman Incorporated stuff or? Um, I'm I'm not entirely sure. Really. Okay. But yeah. Um, like, but then again, as of this current decade, I'm like I'm loving Duke Thomas's uh story, considering like you know, it, like from the Robin War and well, not even just Robin War. Um, even starting from like uh, uh, Zero Day, from what okay because remember. They had him where he was basically like you know solving like some of the puzzles that the uh, Riddler had basically, and he was just like a kid or something like that basically. This was like way before he joins the Robin gang, and that's where they started the We Are Robin story. Okay, in which, in which, like yeah, that was basically DC's uh, way of trying to cash in on the whole. Not only on the Occupy movement, but also the uh, whole Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, what? Like this the Robin like, War? Yeah, it wasn't wasn't well, bad. not the Robin War, but just the We Are Robin comics. Period. Okay. Oh, it, it, it mentioned about that because it literally was like since none of the Robins were in Gotham, and you know, Batman was MIA. So. Batman was uh, Batman was MIA because amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> After he quote unquote killed the Joker or whatever, but yeah, um, Alfred was basically like tossing weapons out to the kids, 
and be like, yo, city needs some heroes. Go do your thing. And basically, like, a whole bunch of kids just become Robin. I just thought that was a cool concept. And the fact that Duke Thomas, is someone who actually has interacted with Batman at one point, was like, okay, and just got shoved into the shoved into the inadvertent leader status was like actually kind of cool. And yeah, the Robin War, granted the end was fucked up because like, yeah, they ended the Robin Law where like, you know, anybody that's wearing red or yellow gets arrested or whatever. Like, that's where the whole Black Lives Matter thing comes in. That's a reach, but I can see it. I mean, because, like, you know how black people was basically just getting arrested just because of being protesting and all that. They was kind of doing it the same way. Okay, I guess. Where, like, if you're wearing, if you're wearing red or yellow, because those are robin colors. Yeah. Or hell, even a tinge of green. Yeah, right, I said a tinge of green would be like, yeah. Yeah, because the current robin costume, the one that Damien wears, is mostly black. No, like he has like green for the boots, red for the uh. But the cape and the tunic, the actual yeah. tights are black. Yeah. Because that's his tie into the League of Villains. I'm yeah, sorry, League of Assassin. uh, Assassins. Yeah. But like, it's because like anybody who's like wearing straight up Robin colors, like they just straight up get arrested that's, and get sent to jail. That's grimy. So like, if my ass is like literally just like. Well, walk out for a job all of a sudden. I'm being questioning. Like, you probably robbing my like, bitch. I'm just taking a stroll. That's actually what happens in the first issue of the Robin War. Like, you they actually see Duke, and it's like Duke Thomas talking to like one of his uh guys or whatever. And next thing you know, cop just stops him. And he's like, uh, yeah, kid, you're wearing a red sweater and you're wearing red Jordans. (laughs) And like they arrest Duke, but, you know, since Duke Thomas is Duke Thomas, like, he basically, like, escapes out of the car and is like, I am robbing you, assholes! <laughs> like, it, like, again, this is one of those things, like, I love his story and from the Robin War, from We Are Robin, and then there was also the Batman and the Signal story where you see the aftermath of like what happened after uh, the Robin War story where he's like, he's getting all the tools from, like all the detective skills from Batman now that he's like back in action and all that good uh, stuff. He got his memory back. Yeah, like, and he kind of got like his own little lair now. Like he's not living in the mansion. Oh, so he got his own separate. Yeah. Yeah, because he's not, he's. Like, he because he's not Robin. No. Like, he actually makes it clear in the Robin War story that when he was beating the shit out of Damian Wayne that he's not Robin. You are. <laughs> so, for a while, so for a while, he didn't have a name, and that name, The Signal, has to grow on you. Yeah. I mean, they were originally call, was going to call him Lark, but... Uh, no. I, mean, I mean, I get it because Skylark, Bird, yeah. But I mean, it's know. better than Drake. <laughs> no, funny thing, me and my friends had a joke about like how the entire Robin family would just just uh troll the hell out of Tim Drake for his uh superhero name. <laughs> and then like we would uh joking say on the fact that uh, that Duke would walk in and the room would just go silent and then Tim Drake would be like, 
hey, you like my name, don't you, Duke? And then Duke would be like, sure, whatever you say, wheelchair Jimmy. <laughs> like, wheelchair Timmy. Because um, he would make that uh, joke about him being Drake and the rapper okay. Drake. Him <laughs> being the only black person in the uh, in the black, in the uh, Bat family. This costume's not bad. I mean, I still kind of miss his uh his uh kit bash suit that he had back during the super heavy story, where it was just him with a black jacket, had like the Robin signal on it, and he had like a helmet that kind of made him look like a cannonball. But like he had the Robin uh insignia on the side of his head too. It was kind of cool. I went I went pick that bright yellow, but. It, well, he um, operate. He operates during the day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. Nah. That's also because like his powers actually. Because you actually find out that um, Duke Thomas is also a metahuman. Oh. Like so, he actually has powers like light based powers, oh. but it hasn't fully been explained about like how his powers work really. Okay. Don't tell me like like his uh, chest <laughs> power is solar powers and shit. Oh. Like Kinda a care bear. Like that too. Yeah, that current Drake suit is just bad. That I do not like that brown on him. Now, if it was inverse, like the brown, I mean the black is out, like the main color, and the brown maybe on the side, maybe I can be worked about. But mm. besides, I miss his old, I miss uh, Tim Drake's old Red Robin persona. So, when he was in this Red Robin, the original Red Robin costume, I thought it was great. But this one is just derivative. Yeah, that's like a step back. It's like, I'm just going to be Robin, what? but the Red Robin. A palace flaw. Yeah. I mean, I actually kind of like the Red Robin suit with the wings, really. Oh, this one. Yeah. Because that's during his uh, Teen Titans run. Okay, that looks sexy. I mean, yeah. I mean, to me. That plus during the Robin War, you actually had Tim Drake versus uh, Tim Drake versus uh, uh, Jason Todd, like for the umpteenth time. Because like, even though they're brothers and they're actually like, they're actually the main two that's like closest to each other because they don't, because like they can butt heads, but they actually like you know are actually cool with each other. But they're also the closest in age. Yeah. Because, like, you know, Jason Todd is not really... Even though he wants to be close to Nightwing, he's not really, like... Fuck with him like that. Well, Nightwing just kind of, like, does his own thing, so... Because he's just more so about, like, oh, I'm just about my own my own business. I'm going to protect Bloodhaven, or I'm trying not to be like Batman, but, I'm, but I am Batman. Yeah, with his Dark Trinity. So, to kind of stay on the comic books, I think a really good series that I read this this pretty recently, it came out a few years ago. I have it digitally somewhere. But it's um, the concept is people develop superpowers, but everyone who develops the superpowers are black. Hmm. And, I, and, and coincidentally enough, the name of the series is called Black. <laughs> And so, you know, the, the whole 
dynamic of of you know everyone who's developing superpowers is is, a per, is not per, is, is black, and you know the, the government can't have that. Oh Lord! So kill him. Have intelligence and athleticism. Why can't power too? So why not? In my um, in my best Confederate voice, kill him. Where's my sis rocking fucker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure where that came from. I mean, that's Confederacy, so I was <laughs> the South has entered the chat. <laughs> I have to find. I have it. I don't have a reader on my computer. I have not re-downloaded that again. But it was it was pretty good. It, it follows the story and. I enjoyed it. I think it reminds me a lot of another series I have I cannot find in reprints. But um have you ever heard of the American Way? Mm, I, I have it heard does something deal, about it. It does yeah. deal a lot with racism. That sounds like what you said. So it, it so when you read the story, it kind of reads a lot like the Blue Marvel. So back in the sixties, the government was implementing superheroes for whatever reason. Um and so their main hero was killed. So they decide to do another one, and Doctor Manhattan, but okay. And so it's it's the person ended up choosing for this experiment was a black man. Um, so to kind of keep him in check, though, they made him super strong, they made him invulnerable, but he could still feel pain. Okay. And so to kind of hide the fact that he was a black man, his superhero suit was like a was like an astronaut suit. And of course, on TV, it gets exposed that he's a black man <laughs> in the 60s. Because <laughs> Jim Crow laws. So that's during. So yeah, so uh, it's pretty good. It's called The American Way. So. Not by much, but it came away. Not by much. See, we're not going to be reminded about the rise and fall of the Netflix uh, <laughs> Netflix uh, universe. R.I.P. Marvel. Marvel Television. Because, man, like, so much potential that was there, and now it's like... Uh, and, and Iron Fist. Uh, okay, we're not going to count Iron Fist. <laughs> And it's kind of bad because, like, you know, how is it that Iron Fist is actually good on other people's uh, shows, but not on his own show? Writers. I mean, writers. That's ultimately what it is. Because, like, you see him on, like, you know, Defenders, or you see him on Luke Cage, and he's actually awesome. Like, he's very well done. You watch his own series, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Consistency, where where that ooh, and uh, ooh, also just recently, um, what was that? Saw some of the final season, final episodes of the seasons of, of the Runaways, and you actually see elements of of Cloak and Dagger with them. Oh, I forgot that in America. Aren't both those series ending this year? Uh, I think they did, and uh, I think they. Kind of canceled uh, Cloak and Dagger. But um, Runaways, they are ending. Okay. Like, they're giving it an official end. 
Like, so I'm guessing by proxy, they're ending with them having Cloak and Dagger with the Runaways or whatever. Like, they're giving them their spiritual end, so to, end, so to speak. Yeah, I'm going to have to catch up with those. Oh, another good series that came out pretty recently, The Ultimates 2. I have really, like... So you remember the original Ultimates, yeah. which is part of the Ultimate Universe. Um, See, I fell off the Ultimates, I mean, off the Ultimate Universe for a long while, in which, actually, once the, once I found out that you were ending the Ultimate Universe, I was like, no, you assholes. But no, this isn't actually the, the, the main Marvel Universe. So it's a team that's originally led by Black Panther, Blue Marvel, Spectrum, Captain Marvel, and America, Miss America, wherever she, I can't remember her last name, mm. Chavez. Oh, America Chavez. Yes. Yeah. And I think there's one other person. So ultimately, the, the, the idea is that Black Panther's like, okay, we're going to actually do something. Something that, you know, that affects the entire universe. And the first thing you do is that they reboot Galactus. So he's no longer the, the world devourer. He's the life bringer. Wow. So instead of going out devouring worlds, he's actually seeding new planets. Hmm. Ultimately, what ends up happening is that Galacticus is, a, is an element of nature at this point in his life. And so the cosmic being is like, yeah, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, so they end up having to kind of Revert him back. That's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> revert him back into being a force of nature. Well, he's always the force of nature, but he he provides a cosmic balance. There's over there's already something that kind of de- you know develops worlds and they let them grow on their own. Right, but they need something to like. The yin yang it's 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 a part of the whole you know the weird cosmic entities of 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 uh, eternity and entropy and all oh, the progress and regress. For everything that begins, there has to be an end. So, yeah, so, okay. Damn, that's, that's fucked up. Like, we have too much life over here. We need some death just to, like, just to, like, spice it up. That's <laughs> so... <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Uh, I wish that was a bigger picture. And also, like, you know, even stemming to, like, you know, the MCU is, like, you see a, like, with Thanos and everything, with the uh, since they were building him up like this entire decade, like it was actually kind of interesting. I don't think they really started to really think about Thanos until maybe three or four years before they actually started to. It was until they actually started to develop the character up and building up into Infinity War. Mm-hmm. It was just oh, we're just gonna have these little Tease. ve- teases. And ultimately, say, oh, we can actually do something to pay this off now, so let's start doing that. I don't think when they started doing the first Iron Man that they actually thought about doing any of that shit, to be honest. Right. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true, because they really just thought, like, Iron Man was just going to be a one-off. Yes. Eternity. That's who they were trying to go up. Okay. But no, I, I, I... So what else are good things? I think we're... How long are we running? I was like, I was forced down. <laughs> Extended episode. <laughs> yeah. Not even a break. I mean, you know, 
Like I said, this is supposed to be a retrospective episode. So yeah, so, I mean, so we, we talked about anime, a little bit of uh, Sentai, a little bit of ooh, comics. Yeah, so extended. Extended comic version. Have y'all seen The Watchmen yet? I want. To. I want to. I haven't. Uh, but then again, I don't have an HBO subscription. Okay. So, hmm. No more than you got. You got Hulu, Netflix, and make Disney Plus out of me. Maybe Disney. <laughs> Maybe. Well, I would say one, if you get the chance, go ahead and, and, and watch it. it, it it's, it's not a continuation of the actual movie. Okay. It's, a, it's a continuation of the original yeah. comic book. Okay. Hmm. I heard Regina King is like killing it. Hey. Oh, no. She's awesome. Everyone, everyone is great in the show, except for maybe... No, everyone's pretty good. <laughs> everyone is, <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it, it, it doesn't connect to the very end, but when it connects, it's like, oh, shit. Does it have, like, nine episodes? Or it's like, episodes? yeah, it's actually nine. Okay. Because you think, because you, you don't realize what they're doing with, with Jeremy Irons in it. It's like, like, what the fuck's happening with this? Okay. He's out torturing clones and whatnot, and... Yeah, not his clones. Oh, of course. Oh. But just he's being served by clones, and he has no clones about just killing them when he needs to. So, but yeah, I think the whole setup, the the Doctor Manhattan payoff, it all works. So, I'll give it a once over whenever I get a chance. Yeah, I think uh, Yaya is pretty good. I mean, but he—I think he—he's the rising star. He'll—he'll—he's great. And I w- I'm waiting to see how he's going to be in, in Candyman, which I heard is now going to be a sequel and not a reboot. Hmm. But and Tony Tons in, involved now, but I—I'll wait to see the finished product. I would. Damn. See, I wish it was a reboot now, cause now reboot. Because you want to see him as Candyman. Right. And like that will put like a fresh shake on it versus a. Uh, but do horror reboots work? Not not in this day and age, but if, if, if it's set like a period piece, then yeah. Well, I mean, because you look at all the different reboots that happen for horror films, like, look at Evil Dead. Or even... Um, Nightmare on Hall- Elm Street, Halloween. Halloween, the, uh, the Rob Zombie Halloween. Not the other ones that happened, that were just like, well, fuck all the other movies. <laughs> No, because that's what the newest one does. It's like anything after the first Halloween does not count. So, but there's other than like, there has not been a Friday the 13th reboot, has there? No. Hopefully they do not remake those. Please no. No, I'm sorry. They did remake that. As what? Because I'm thinking about it now. The dude from Supernatural's in it. Not Jensen Ankles. No, the other one. Oh, God. The one with the hair curtains. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you they're like parted in the middle, and it's like, they're bangs. But they're, I call them hair curtains. Flips his hair. <laughs> yes. So not so not Jensen Ankles, the, the other one. Yes. Yeah. My friend just went left. <laughs> 
Because then you started thinking about like meat curtains. Like, exactly. <laughs> see, see, you know how, how dark my mind just went. I'm like, <laughs> yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see because, you know, you have Jordan Peele. Who is, I'm actually looking to see another comedy from him pretty soon. I think he's kind of off on comedy until Ken Peele actually picks up if Comedy Central want to pick them back up. Uh, no, because they've this, that's been done for like years yeah, now. They're they're done done. Oh, so they ain't gonna try to renew like. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did that movie about the cat. I would consider that part of, of their franchise, but I mean, I, I mean, you had both of them in there and they were doing comedy. Yeah, it just involved a cat. But do we have anything else that we kind of kind of touch on before we can just be here forever? Considering it's, it's like this third decade has been like a whirlwind of, of good, bads, and what the fucks. Good, uh, bad, ugly. So you're not looking for up, you're not looking forward to anything coming next year. Uh, my expectations are really low to be honest. Really? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to see how this whole uh, Christ on Infinite Earth thing on CW wraps up. Yeah, that. I mean, that's the only fact that they actually included the uh, included uh, Titans from DC. I mean, that was unused photos from a bad season finale. Oh, that was the original episode twelve from season one. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <Damn>. Shit. <laughs> so, but we'll see how that all wraps up in a couple of weeks. I'm kind of interested to see how the whole uh, MCU thing on Disney Plus kind of turns out with this whole Wandavision and. And uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier thing turns out. Oh yeah, that is actually something I'm kind of I'm definitely looking forward to. So, Captain uh, African America, <laughs> Captain Woke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, because it's funny because remember, because I, I actually remember in the comics when um when Steve Rogers passes the torch to uh, Sam Wilson, like I remember there was an entire uproar about this, like. Uh, about Sam Wilson being Captain America, and I mean, they, I mean, it, it worked a little bit better because you already had Bucky who was Captain America, and he's just straight up shooting people with a gun, so it didn't work. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you Bucky, had, you had freaking Punisher as Captain America. At one that point. was never gonna work. And with Sam, I mean, you already had you already turned his bird into a vampire, who's technically still a vampire in the comic books. Hmm. And they turned him into I think they turned him into a werewolf too. Oh, shit. Comics are weird. I mean, it, it, it's the whole thing. And then they try to replace him as the Falcon with this good dude who was half bird, half man. It looked really weird. Yeah. yeah comics are weird. And that character's still around, even though Sam Wilson's the Falcon again. So. Yeah, because Confederates like they're Steve Rogers. I mean, you always have to come back to the status quo. Yeah. And Oh, and let's not speak of... of the whole debacle that happened with uh, 
with Captain America saying Hail Hydra. Really? Because I, I enjoyed, well. Because you find out that, because well, you actually find out that um, something about like Captain America technically being a plant from the Hydra, from uh, Hydra. Well, he wasn't a plant. It was the Red Skull got a cosmic cube, fucked shit up. Now, Cap's not only been a Hydra agent, he's been a Hydra agent since birth. So it, it made sense. It just, people didn't like the fact that UK Hydras, they're, they're, they're Nazis. Yeah. Even though they're not technically not Nazis, they're yeah, basically they're Nazis. Nazis. So it's just. Kind of like Shocker for a uh, common Rider. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, he's a Nazi? No, um, Shocker. Shocker yeah, uh, the Shocker um, organization. organization. Oh, okay. Flora Kamen Rider is basically fucking Nazis in in the original 1970s uh, Kamen Rider. Go Shoba. Go <laughs> Even to the point where the minions literally do the C. Kyle uh, salute as like their... Uh, as like their uh, so uh, how much is that downplayed in any um, translations? Is it just... Oh no, that's not downplayed at all. Oh. Mind you, Common Rider, the original, is not. Oh, even, so there's not any recent adaptations. It's not even. It not even has been like adapted to uh, American shores, oh, really. They, so. they, they know what it is. They ain't gonna, they ain't gonna right. talk about a ten foot pole. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or a ten, a ten foot swastika, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, but like as for me, um. It is like what you said. Like I'm looking forward to like all the uh, stuff, all the WandaVision stuff. I'm kind of interested in um, in uh, uh, Scarlet Witch's movie, even though I th- like Scarlet Witch's movie um, and uh, uh, Falcon and uh, Winter Soldier. Um, pretty much, I can, and because of Disney Plus, I can pretty much start all my crusades on all the old school Disney uh, cartoons and Disney Channel movies. Wait, what crusades? Well, I feel like uh, I call them my crusade of like you know me watching everything. Oh, uh, okay. It was a pilgrimage, not a crusade. <laughs> it was a pilgrimage. <laughs> well, no, because I was looking for something recently on Disney Plus, and I was upset. I don't know. I'm not. I may. I'm. Well, no, I'm not dating myself because it came up before I was born. But you remember the Goofy cartoons, where he was like a husband in suburbia, not Barely. not. Not Goof True. Not Goof True. This came out like in the 40s and 50s. Oh, no. What was I mean? Where his name was George. I know I'm not crazy. I, I know they exist, and they're not on Disney+. Plus. Hmm. Oh, that was racist. But then again, <laughs> a lot of stuff is not on Disney+, Plus that I, you would expect to be on there. That's true. Um, ironically enough, um, the famous Jackson is not on there. And that's actually my all-time favorite uh, Disney Channel series. The what? The, the fam- famous Jet Jackson. Oh, rest in peace, my nigga. To... And, you know, people want to uh, say, like, oh, uh, it's because of Lee Thompson Young committed suicide. Like, no, no. that's that's not he the didn't case do at it. all. Because y'all have, like, they have almost a lot of Robin Williams uh, movies that, that he did for Disney Ooh. on Disney+. Plus. So there's no, no excuses. Either that or probably his family or his state didn't like give them like the. No, I, I would imagine Disney owns that outright completely. They just haven't released it. Or maybe they're trying to maybe update it to some aspect. Like maybe it's not in high def. 
Okay, I'll give you that. That makes sense. Like, you find out Famous Jackson's not on there. There, uh, The jersey is not on there. Mm. Um, Basically, where, like, you know, the kids is, like, wearing, like, a certain jersey, and they end up becoming, like, their favorite uh, sports star or something like that. Like, one kid wears a jersey, and they end up becoming, like, Wayne Gretzky or some shit. Oh, God. Or, okay. like, another kid That's wears a jersey, and, like, they become... So it's not even the same jersey. Like, no, it is it is the same jersey. It's just, like, they would imagine themselves to be said, um, said superstar, uh, said sports star, and okay. they will become that for, like, maybe one day or something, something like that. I mean, it's not as cringy as I immediately thought it would be. Right, it sounds like... Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else? Uh, another good one that so weird is not on... I thought I saw that. Mm-hmm. Man, that might have been something else. I can't but remember, so weird. Um, it's kind of like it's basically Disney's version of Are You Afraid of the Dark? See, I th- I would have I would have said more like Eerie Indiana. No, oh, <laughs> that was shady. <laughs> Eerie Indiana was not. It, Eerie Indiana was not by any means supposed to be scary. It was just goofy. And I don't think So Weird was, was supposed to be scary either. I mean, well, maybe that, that was intentionally supposed to be goofy. It just turned scary and spooky. Um, But it's like... Uh, but yeah, it was like their version of their uh, version of Nickelodeon's "Are You Afraid of, of the Dark?" basically, and it was it was a really good show. Mm-hmm. It's kind of surprising that like it's it's really surprising like you find out certain shows that were like prominent during the uh, during like the late '90s and early thousands that's on, that was on the Hidden Channel mm-hmm. is not on there. Like what? Um, Brandy and Mr. Whiskers. Ooh, that was a throwback. I didn't even see it. I mean, but yeah, you got the whole Disney Channel afternoon block and like, you know, old school ABC kids. Like, because you got your Pepper Ann's and you got your... uh, Weekenders. Yeah, Weekenders. um, Teacher's Pet. Ooh. I I never watched Teacher's Pet. Heck, you even got uh, you even got Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Oh yeah, because Disney and that umbrella. See, I, I'm mad that I saw this Twitter feed. They're saying like uh, Disney's timeline and how like these like Disney like progressives gonna like buy everything like under the sun. Yeah, like, you're <laughs> um, wrong. It's actually kind of weird though because. Um, they have the Clone Wars, but they don't have the Cartoon Network um miniseries Clone Wars. The one that was done by Jindy Tartakovsky. So the not the CGI one. Like they have no, they have the CGI ones. They, they don't, don't have the uh Jindy Tartakovsky uh the actual animated one. Yeah. Okay. Kind of sad because I'm like I wanted to watch that <laughs> again. But oh well, you can't win them all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so 
we've been doing this for two hours. I think we we've kind of fully recapped what we can so far. <laughs> what's what's a well, decade? <laughs> um. So let, let's go ahead and let's let's wrap this up and, and let's. So thank you for listening to another episode of On Sundays We Watch Anime. Uh, if you have the time, please feel free to rate and sus- well not subscribe, rate, comment, reach out to us, do whatever on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, our gracious host, Anchor.fm. Um, you can find me on social media at TonyNVN. And you can also find the show at OnSundays.WWA. On Gentlemen, where can they find you at? Um, you can find me at, on Instagram at um, the underscore uh, anime underscore acolyte. Um, since my uh my original anime Twitter got deleted for whatever reason, uh, don't ask. Uh, <laughs> um, it is now J underscore anime underscore acolyte, um, and that's pretty much it so far. All right, how about you, Jimmy? Where can they find you? Um, you can find me at um, you can find me on Twitter at J L E E A underscore A K A Z A. Um, you can also find me on uh, Instagram as Jaleeakaza, J-L-E-E-A-K-A-Z-A. Find me as Terry Bogard. All right. And if you ever want to just reach out to us, you can always email the show at podcast at onesundays.media. And you can visit the show website at www.onesundays.media. Thank you for listening.